This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. However you're listening to us, just know that we pray for you. We pray before the show. And, and literally today, we're just praying that the Spirit would guide our questions and guide the answers of our guests. But more than anything, our hope with every show is that it drives you into really working deeper, looking deeper, connecting what you heard on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. And if you're not anywhere where you're hearing something on Sunday that's lifting you up and encouraging your faith, get plugged into a local church because those local churches and that accountability in those small groups and in the church body, that is so important to the walk of every Christ-following believer. And there are great churches all over this country. Martha, before we get with our guests, why don't you tell them how they should connect with us in a unique way? In a unique way? Well, there is this thing called a telephone. Weird. (laughs) Talk about that. You love to talk on the telephone. So um, on our website, I just want to point people to our contact page. Um, So iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And on our contact page, we do have our cell phone numbers there. You are free and welcome to reach out to us that way um, by texting, by email, using the contact form there. There's just so many ways. And ultimately, we have a listener line that people can leave us a message, 866-713-9675. That's 866-713-WORK. But I do want to encourage people on their website, we do stream all afternoon and evening our show. So if you... um, Find yourself in a location in a different time zone or somewhere where you just didn't get to to catch the show in your normal um, time. That is an easy place for people to just pick it up on their phone, click on the little flashing red button, and they can just listen to it wherever they are. Mm, I love it. Please connect with us. You can find all that information out on our website, iworkforhim.com. I work, the number four, him.com. Love 2020. It's a movement in our country to bring back the only thing that can save this country, the love of Jesus. It turned the Roman Empire upside down, and it could turn our own country right side up. What does it look like bringing an authentic touch of Jesus to everyone you work with, live with, shop with, commute with? That's right, commute with. I think it looks different for every person, but I think it could be summarized by who you are and who Jesus is in you. But then there are cultural breakdowns in our country. What works in the South might not work in the Northeast. What works in the Northeast might not work in the Midwest. But that's strategy. And we're talking mechanics. The mechanics of showing love are always the same, yet the love of our Father, yet the love our Father shows towards us is as unique as the DNA in our blood. Today, we kind of split our focuses South Florida and Wisconsin with the national coordinator, the acting national city reaching coordinator for the Love 2020 movement, as well as the Super duper executive director, <laughs> big kahuna in charge, Kathy Branzell. Kathy Branzell brings John Kiefer in from Wisconsin. Yes, there will be cheesehead jokes. John and Kathy, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, Martha. Thank you. Well, we're just grateful to have you guys back on, and we're really excited to hear what's going on in Wisconsin and around the country. But, of course, Kathy, here's a question. How long have you been a follower of Jesus, Kathy? You know, I think since I was in the womb, I, 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 before I was even born, I was hearing worship songs and sermons, you know, in, in the church. My parents grew me up in the church. I was uh, a faithful follower, uh, had a real relationship with Jesus Christ, a profession of faith um, in, in uh, fifth grade. 
and was baptized at the First Baptist Church in Abilene, Texas. But then um, as I grew in the youth group and, and just grew in my faith and then became an adult and understood being a follower of Jesus, being a disciple maker, what um, the great plan that God has for the kingdom and that I get to be a part of it um, has, has just been this ongoing and ongrowing relationship with Jesus my entire life. Mm, that's fabulous. So, so Kathy, what do you do when following Jesus gets to be difficult? Pray more. Um, I really uh, have to stop and think in the difficult times and in the great times. Mm-hmm. Lord, um, what do you want me to learn? A disciple is, is a pupil. It's a student. And so when we think about that, we learn more from Jesus and about Jesus every day as one of his disciples. And so, Jesus, in this difficult moment, what do you want me to learn? How are you growing me for what's now and what's next? What am I not seeing? What have I missed? Have I failed a test and I'm being retested, you know, given the opportunity to, um, to learn something new? And in that, then... Um, looking around also in that moment, not just what is this, you know, what's in it for me, but who am I supposed to love in this moment and how? Has Love 2020 being the, the man, I can't remember what your title is, but National Director of the Love 2020 Movement across the country. Not I mean, Big Kahuna. Not Big, big Kahuna. That's not on her business. No, I it is Wonder Woman of the Love 2020 Movement. That's really what it is. <laughs> Has that been one of those difficult times for you? Have you, ever, have you ever had to say, Lord, what is it you want me to learn through this? Every day. Um every single day. And, and um, so I'm, I'm grateful that difficult times are opportunities, but you can imagine the love movement is huge. It's nothing that one person can wrap their arms around. There are so many moving parts and so many um, Christ followers out there just sharing the love and message of Jesus Christ. And so I'm grateful to have um, thousands of people that I know and am networked with that are out there helping to share and show the love of Jesus to make sure that every American has that opportunity by the end of 2020. I love to hear in your heart. I love the fact that you share that. And we, we share that jointly as we, since we met back in early 16. So mm-hmm. talk to me, you asked John Kiefer to come on the show with us today, all the way from Wisconsin, as he's your acting national coordinator for the Love 2020 movement, for City Reaching movement, and he's and he's been a state coordinator for Wisconsin. What do you want the audience to hear from John Kiefer today before we bring him on? Um, I why I, I asked John on isn't just because he's he's standing in for uh, one of our friends that's on sabbatical, but it's because he lives out Love 2020 in his family in his church, uh, in his city, and in his state. And and so I think that John can kind of weave throughout what is Love 2020, what is the love and message of Jesus mean for me? And he lives it out sacrificially in so many ways. He's very um, much an inspiration to me personally. And he can weave that thread of what does Love 2020 mean in my family, for me personally, in my neighborhood, in my church, in the workplace, and throughout my, the state of Wisconsin and around the world. Excellent. Well, John Kiefer, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you very much. What a pleasure to be with you today. 
<laughs> I'm so glad that you did join us. So, so tell us, we love for our listeners to always hear from our new guests that come on, how you became a follower of Jesus. Well, I'm going to try to do the short version of this, but in 1972, I was 13 years old, and I came from a very dysfunctional family. My parents were alcoholic, and there was a lot of abuse and neglect, and I had four brothers, and my youngest brother came into our family with a developmental disability called Fragile X Syndrome. My mom had a couple nervous breakdowns, became addicted to prescription drugs. When the doctors cut off her drug supply, she turned to alcohol, which is very common here in Wisconsin. And uh, so it was just chaos uh, growing up. And in that context, uh, my mom started going to a women's Bible study and prayer meeting. She came to Christ. And uh, at that ripe old age, I was on the fast track to hell, of course, hanging out with all the wrong people and doing all the wrong things, looking for a sense of love and acceptance. And uh, that broke down, and I, uh, my mom ended up sharing the gospel with me because uh, she had come to know Jesus. And being brought up in a, you know, main de- not long, um, mainline denominational church and going to parochial school, I had heard all my life that Jesus died for the sins of the world, but I never really understood that he died personally for me. But when she shared the gospel with me, she asked me, she said, John, do you understand what I'm saying? And I, I said for the first time, yes, I do I understand that Jesus died for me personally. And she said, do you believe it? And I said, yes. And she said, okay, now you're a Christian. (laughs) And uh, that really began my walk with the Lord as I opened scriptures and began to realize uh, that God was real and what Jesus did for me personally uh, was love me enough to die for me. And um, Mm -hmm. my life's never been the same since then. I bet not. John Kiefer, you were telling us how you came to Christ, and I love that story. When you're not fulfilling your role as the natural nationals i'm sorry my lips and i've had zero caffeine for the day just for the record the (laughs) national city reaching coordinator for the love 2020 movement how does the lord have you occupying your time up there in appleton wisconsin well i see my life kind of in uh three areas uh that are integrated first of all is loving my wife as christ loves the church and uh, i'm a caregiver my wife and i are caregivers for her mom who's 90 who lives with us and my brother, who's 56 and uh, has a cognitive disability. So caregiving is really kind of our number one job. Uh, secondly, I'm a pastor at large, so I serve cities and churches all across the state of Wisconsin, and I'm doing preaching and teaching, weddings and funerals, premarital counseling. Uh, I'm also mentoring a young church-planting couple here in town. And uh, then my uh, responsibilities uh, within the state, within the Table Coalition, is the state uh, um, coordinator for um, uh, the Table Coalition, uh, helping city-reaching movements across the state. So my life's pretty full. I guess. I guess. Well, and being a caregiver, what an incredible ministry that is. And to your brother of his entire life and your mom, uh, that's way to go. And thanks for bringing that up, because there's a lot of people out there They need a shout-out of encouragement as they're doing caregiving in their home and listening to the show today. Why don't you just give a word of encouragement to those caregivers out there, John? Well, uh, there is a growing awareness of the importance of caregivers uh, across the country. Um, There is a great lack um, and a great need for caregivers within the community, professional caregivers as well as family caregivers. And those who work in this area know that the healthcare system would completely fall apart without your good work. So I just want to say persevere, take care of yourself, make sure you're getting respite, and uh, just keep loving like you're loving Jesus himself, because 
great is your reward in heaven for your good work in uh, doing all those unseen things that nobody really appreciates, but God appreciates it. And so just be encouraged today as a caregiver. Awesome. Thank you for that. So, um, you know, a lot of what we talk about every day on I Work For Him is connecting our faith and our work. And even in your role as a pastor, um, at what point in time in your life did you connect the value of your faith with your work? Well, this is a great story. This goes all the way back to ninth grade. Um, I remember giving uh, a teacher gave us an assignment to go out into the community and interview someone um, in an area of career occupation that we think we might be interested in. And so I chose to interview um, the local pastor of the Assemblies of God Church here in town. And I really had my eyes open. I thought he just preached on Sunday, but he had a vision for the community and for the city and saw himself as a caregiver and shepherd of the whole city, not just his congregation. And I think even at that young age, I sensed that calling on my life to want to make a difference, uh, not just in a local congregation, but also in the community. Wow. Imagine, sorry, imagine if every pastor who's a pastor in this country saw that they weren't just a pastor just to their four walls church, but to their whole community, we would have significantly fewer issues in our country. That's an amazing, that's an amazing vision that he spoke into you. How incredible is that? Amen. Well, it's this idea of uh, John 17 unity, you know, Jesus prayed for us that we would be one as he and the father are one. Then the world would know that we are his followers. I think Jesus wants to fulfill that in and through his church. And if that's going to happen, uh, we need to see that there's uh, one church in each community, maybe many congregations and many fellowships and many gathering places, but there's one church, and we've got to work together to see that everyone, every man, woman, and child is prayed for, cared for, and shared with. Wow. Okay, Kathy Branzell, there's the key words. John, it's obvious to me the prayer, care, share lifestyle that you've got, but why? Before you found out about Love 2020, why are you part of the Love 2020 movement? Well, when I heard about it, you know, working with the Mission America Coalition, which is now the Table Coalition, um, as one of our initiatives, I thought, this is perfect. This is exactly what Jesus would have us do. In fact, when he commissioned his disciples, he said, uh, go teach them to obey all that I've commanded you. And what he's commanded us is very simple, to love him and to love one another. And this initiative embodies that. Uh, it helps us fulfill the mission that, that the Lord has given to us uh, to make disciples who love. And uh, so this is a rallying point to, to come back to mission, to come back to the Great Commission, to come back to His Great Commandment. And uh, this is what we have to be doing. And when He comes back, I sure hope He finds us busy loving one another. Yes, busy loving one another, working together, all on the same team, regardless of the shade of our skin and our political affiliations, all working together. That would be great. You know, just on yesterday's show, we were talking about love as it relates to the workplace, Jim, and and having better relationships with the people that we work with. And and this whole concept of love um, that we're going to delve into today, I just, you know, I want to encourage people because the world has really tainted our view on that word. And so that's one of the things that... Um, I just want people to be thinking of when they're when they're trying to process everything we talk about today and and how does that apply to their life is to remember that ultimately we've got scripture guiding us that we are to love one another and and that kind of love 
is not the kind of love that the world is giving. And um, so I just, I, I think it's important for us to to have a perspective on that as we're talking about this. So do we need to remind people what the Love 2020 movement is all about, Jen? Kathy Branzell with Love 2020. Why don't you remind people what the Love 2020 movement is all about? <laughs> the, the Love 2020 movement is all about exactly sharing biblical love, sharing the love that Jesus shared. And, it, it, you know, when you read the Gospels and look at Jesus's life while he was here, he prayed, he cared, he met the physical needs of people, he listened to people, he didn't talk in accusatory ways, he spoke truth and love, he never compromised, he never sinned, but he spoke truth and love, and he cared for people, and he shared the kingdom message. And that's what we do with Love 2020. We make sure this isn't the, you know, tomorrow's Valentine's Day, this isn't the once-a-year love this isn't the, um, well, I said I do, now I'm done, love. This isn't the, maybe if I feel like it, love. This isn't the chalky hearts with corny messages on them, love. This is the unending, unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. And He just wants to draw you nearer into a relationship with Him, to know you better. And, and Love 2020, to me, is an invitation for the Church to be obedient in that unifying call of Jesus, that um, He is glorified in the many beautiful ways that we worship Him. Um, He is delighted in the beautiful many ways that we study His Word, that we sing His hymns, all the the different ways that our denominations um, serve and worship Him. But this is the one unifying banner, the love and message of Jesus that we can all abide under and that the world can look and see that there's unity and love flowing out of the church. Well, and let me just, let me ask you guys to respond to this, because this is something that's really been, haven't chewing us for a long time. And the Love 2020 movement, bringing that authentic touch of Jesus to every man, woman, and child in this country by the end of 2020. I, I said this at a, I was given a speech a couple of weeks ago at a wingman uh, evening, and I said this, I said, I believe that Christians are the problem with this country, but I believe that Jesus followers are the solution to this country. John, you want to respond to that? Well, if we're really called by his name, that means we're going to follow him and obey him and do what he's taught us to do. And um, it really is pretty simple, but like Kathy's explaining, it's very, very hard. And that's why I think oftentimes you're right. We are the problem because we're not loving well. We're judging well, and he told us not to. You know, we're, we're almost doing the opposite of what Jesus has commanded us. So this is a call back to what Jesus taught us to do, and that's love one another. And Jesus came in full of grace and truth, it says, and we need to understand that, that love is full of grace and truth. It's not just the grace side, you know, the First Corinthians 13. Yes, love is patient and kind. It's those acts of kindness, but it's also bringing the truth in love. And that's kind of the, the harder side of love, um, that we need to um, just be living examples of Christ's love, acceptance, and forgiveness. We're commanded to love and accept and forgive just like He's loved and accepted and forgiven us. Kathy, what about you? 30 seconds on that statement that I made. Uh, I agree 100%. We just need to understand that all love has boundaries. Uh, as a parent, you have boundaries for your kids. In a marriage, there are boundaries that make it successful, that, that make it something that you want to live out and live for. 
And so that's the love of Jesus Christ and understanding truth with love. So talk to me. Give me some stories, Kathy. It's been a month since we've been on the air together. Give me a love 2020 mm-hmm. story of what's going on all around the country. Just pick one really cool story you've heard in the last month. Okay. So uh, um lady contacted us and she, her mom needs to go to uh, weekly doctor appointments up in Tennessee in an area and um, and she was just lamenting that she couldn't keep driving up to Tennessee, you know, every week and missing work and, you know, just was praying, asked me if I would pray that uh, there would be a neighbor, there would be a service. It, she, she basically contacted me wanting to know if there was any kind of service that could drive her mom at least a couple of times a month to a doctor's appointment. And so we started praying about it. And then um, I thought, well, you know, I know a couple of people in that city um, who were Christ followers. And so I gave one a call, and it turned out that she was in um, within like five miles of where this lady's mom lived. And she had been praying and asking God, what can I do here in my neighborhood, here in my zip code, Lord? How do I live out Love 2020 um, right here in in not not a not a mission trip overseas, not a full time job. Just what can I do to share your love, Jesus? And so now, um, you know, the the lady who needed uh, who couldn't drive to Tennessee every single week um, has this peace of mind that a Christ follower is and good neighbor is driving her mom to her doctor's appointments at least twice a month, and she can still get up there twice a month. And this beautiful relationship is being developed, and it's just those kind of things where um, you look around and say, where is there a need and where can I meet it? And I, that took me back, and I just, I just want to share this for a minute. It took me back to when my son had blood cancer, his junior and senior year of high school. And we lived in Colorado, and my husband traveled all the time, and I had this massive driveway that always needed shoveling, and I, I didn't own a snowblower. I, I owned what was called a snow hoe, and it was like a giant squeegee that you pushed um, the snow off your driveway with. And um, I'm busy trying to care for my child who's getting chemo every week and my daughter who needed to go to school every day. And I'm home alone. And and I remember looking at several neighbors outside blowing their driveways and crying and just begging God, could you please send somebody to help me with my driveway when Russ is gone? Could you please, that Lord, help me with just this simple task that takes me such a long time and so much energy? Could you please? And and so think about people like that. Who do you know that's home alone? Who do you know that's elderly? Who do you know that has a sick child or is caring for, um, you know, a parent or somebody with a disability in their home? How can you reach out and just do something in the love and name of mm-hmm. Jesus for them? Uh-huh. And there's Good all kinds question. of people all across the country right now that could use a little snow shovel and help. Go out <laughs> That's there, for sure. Show Amen. Driveways in the name of Jesus. Let people know that you love them. And, and, and it just seriously, I mean, there is snow yep. everywhere north of the Mason-Dixon line. It's unbelievable. Yep. So, John Kiefer, they're in Wisconsin. What are you seeing God do in Wisconsin um, as it relates to the Love 2020 movement? Give us the story. Well, um, like Kathy probably can testify, um, in the micro, there's uh, so many stories and examples of where we see God at work. Um, 
And then macro, too, where we're seeing, you know, whole ministries and denominations just taking hold of this. Uh, but it's been slow going here in Wisconsin. Um, as we've tried to cast a vision for this, it seems everybody's busy with their own agenda, and uh, uh, it's hard for them to come off of what they're doing. In many respects, you know, they are doing the Great Commission, and they are following through with what Jesus taught us to do in loving. But uh, we, we are hoping for this uh, kind of a consensus of in collaboration and partnership, and let's work together to get the job done. And uh, so I'm just thinking of one story here. I ran into a gentleman several years ago. In fact, this is kind of a long, drawn-out story, but um, the Lord had us uh, intersect, and it turned out that we knew a lot of the same people. And, and I just found out recently that he's had a vision for a long time for a single dad's residency program. If you knew this, but uh, the last seven years, it's estimated that uh, single father um, households have increased at like about 64%. And uh, here in Winnebago County and Ottagamy County and Calumet County, there's a growing need, especially for single dads who maybe are coming out of incarceration or some other uh, other life uh, change, you know, challenge that they've they've experienced, and they need a place to get reoriented and to have a place where they can have their kids. And um, so this gentleman just has this vision to have a, a fourplex to build as a proof of concept for this, this ministry. And he's finding God just opening doors with the county and with churches and with other ministries and organizations to get this thing off the ground. Um, so I see this as love in action, where God has given them a vision, he's given other people a vision, and now they're connecting, they're, they're starting to collaborate and partner to make this a reality, to reach out with the love of Christ to single dads, uh, which is just, you know, like growing exponentially here. And so, again, I could tell, you know, probably hundreds of, of stories, uh, big and small, but um, that's just one that came to mind. Mm. You know, you bring up a really good point. Jim and I spent many years living in Minnesota, and one of the things that we know full well about the Midwest is it's full of very nice people and doing good things. And so inbred in a lot of that the people that are living there is this concept of of being nice and being neighborly um and so the yeah they call it minnesota nice i never heard him say wisconsin nice though <laughs> wisconsin, <laughs> wisconsin cheese that was you just, cheesy yeah cheesy <laughs> they said that, so <laughs> that was good so um so you know really it's just that concept of who are we giving the credit to why are we being nice because i think that's one of the conversations right. we've had Many times is, you know, um, it's great to do neighborly things, to give people cookies, to, um, you know, shovel their driveway. But when you do it, who, giving the credit to Jesus Christ and saying, I'm doing this act of love because of someone who loves me greater than, you know, anyone else in the world. So um, I think that that is really the, the threshold that people need to just get get to and say, who am I giving the, the glory to for this act? John, you said that whole denominations and whole ministries have adopted the Love 2020 movement. You, you got denomina- Really, you got a denomination that said, we are all in with Love 2020? Well, don't, don't mishear me on that. I'm, I'm sorry if I made it sound like that, but um, no, I'm, I'm seeing movements within denominations. So okay. whether it's top down or bottom up, I'm not sure how it all intersects, but um, we're, yeah, we're we're seeing um, we're seeing some folks just saying, yeah, this is what we need to be doing. So let's get on board with it. 
Well, okay, so let's talk strategy because you live in a state that is radically different from one corner to the other. So you got you got western Wisconsin, which is right up against Minneapolis-St. Paul. So that's one area. And you got Madison, which is another whole area full of you know political people. You got Milwaukee, the, uh, really an, an incredible town, but it's really almost solidly connected to Chicago today. You got you got Door County. You, you got um, Green Bay. You, so you get all these all these different areas, very different feels. Well, Wisconsin's got some very different feels to it. A very pretty state, by the way. As much as I've given John Kiefer a really hard time about it, talking about <laughs> Love Twenty Twenty, how do you develop a strategy for those radically different regions? Well, what we try to do is set the table and bring the believers together who have a heart and vision for their city. And uh, for us, it's it's a three point strategy. One, it's prayer. We need to hear from God. Uh, we've had enough of man's strategies because they really don't work. But God, what are you up to? So we're going to pray and we're going to listen. We're going to build relationship. We're going to build trust because we all can only go forward at the speed of trust and relationship. So we need to get to know each other and care about each other and love each other. And then we need to see where God is already at work within our city and within our community. And you're right. That's going to be unique in, in, in every uh, neighborhood, in every city, in every community. And so we try to do it on an asset-based uh, uh, format so that they can start to understand where's God already at work in our community? What assets do we have? How can we partner and collaborate and work together to see more of what God wants to see happen in our city and our community? Uh, so for us, it's really just facilitating that conversation, bringing Christians together to pray and seek the Lord, build relationship, and discover what God's strategy is for their unique area. That's a, I love that. I love that you didn't give me any really, really cool, any fancy answer. You said prayer. God, just ask yeah. God, what are you up to? We want to do yep. what you're up to. I mean, that, that's the whole experiencing God question. God, I want to know what you're up to. I want to go where you're moving. Uh, that's just a great question. Thank you for making it simple. Again, just a great, that's just a great prayer. Lord, what are you up to? And really focusing on the city aspect and what you can do in the city. Because I think um, one of the things I know, Jim, that we struggle with here in Tampa Bay is that it's, there's so many cities that are close together that it's hard to have a city heart. But in so many places across the country, focus, and I'm not saying we don't pray for Tampa Bay as a whole, but uh, focusing on the city. So encouraging people in the you know in this thought that how can i be a servant for christ and love my the people in my city what's really cool is we're getting a perspective today we get a lot of times a perspective what's going on in florida what's going on in the southeast but what's going on in the midwest in wisconsin with the love 2020 movement we've got john Kiefer. he's the state coordinator for love 2020 in wisconsin but he's also acting as the national city reaching coordinator for love 2020 and so we're getting to hear a little bit of his perspective which is fantastic and we've got kathy branzell she is the queen of the love 2020 movement she's <laughs> that's your new title <laughs> you're, you're, you're killing me oh Wonder, she is wonder woman of the love 2020 movement close. You know, Kathy, you said to me off the air that you really wanted to grab where we ended that last segment. And when we ended, John made some a phenomenal point that I asked him about strategy. How does he how does he develop a strategy when Wisconsin is broken up into so many different pieces and and, and different cultures? And he goes, Well, first we just pray and we ask God, what do you want us to do? What are you up to there? <laughs> what a great idea. Hey God, yeah. just we'll be on your team hey. instead of asking yeah. to be on ours. And, and and so then I would say, as you're praying, because every city is different, every city has different struggles. 
different needs, different focuses, you know. And so in the, in the care piece, as you're praying, ask God, have a conversation with him about what you care about. How has he cut and curved and carved you through life, through your experiences, through what you've seen? You know, what makes you cry? What makes you angry? What, where's the injustice in your city that you want to go after? And, and, and care about that. Um, go to your, we, we keep telling you, go to your mayor, go to the chief of police, go to the school superintendent or principal, or go next door, go to your pastor, go, 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 go. Just go. And just say, just what is needed? Because I have a heart for this, and I really want to serve here, and, and go care there in the name of Jesus, in the power of Jesus, um, saturated in prayer. So, Kathy, um, tell us, have you said that there's a resource that um, is available that can help people with that. What would that be? The app. So there's several, and, and, and John, I, I want John to talk about it oh. as well. But, of course, going to love2020.com, we want to help you. We have hundreds of ministries that are collaborating with us that we can connect you with. There's a lot of links there on um, our website. But John and I, one of our favorite um, partners is Chris Cooper and Bless Every Home. And I know John uses that up in Wisconsin. And we, we need to have Chris on the show and talk to him about um, Bless Every Home. But John, you want to share some yeah, more John, about this app and how you're using it in Wisconsin? Well, personally, it's just been a wonderful tool. You know, as I'm seeking to live a prayer, care, share lifestyle, the Bless Every Home um, uh app gives me a reminder every day of, uh, I've got 75 neighbors that I've drawn a map around my neighborhood, and I said, Lord, I just want to pray for these people and look for opportunities to care for them, and Lord, if you open the door to share the gospel with them. And so I get that prayer reminder every day to pray for about five of my neighbors, and it just cycles through. And so I've been praying for years for my neighbors, and always on the lookout for an opportunity to um, you know, care for them and whether, you know, shovel their driveway or bring some cookies over or uh, whatever, you know, bring their, 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 their junk barrel that blew away from the last windstorm back to their, their driveway. But looking for those opportunities to care, and that op- opens the door to share the love of Christ through the gospel. So um, this is a wonderful tool that's accessible to individuals, uh, whole congregations can adopt their neighborhoods. And, of course, the whole city-reaching movement could use this to identify. And, and on your dashboard, it, what's cool is it lists your state. Like, I know how many people have been adopted uh, and prayed for and cared for and shared with and discipled within my state. Um, obviously, this is just one tool, but I think it's a wonderful tool that I wish every city would adopt. John, you, you keep bringing up this term city-reaching, city-reaching, city-reaching. Okay, it seems like those two words together make sense. Yet, when you look at even a city as small as Appleton, Wisconsin, how many people live in Appleton, Wisconsin? Um, Appleton is about 70,000, but if you look at the Tri-County area, it's about 400,000 people. Okay, so 400,000 people. I've got that many people within five miles of me, okay? Okay, so you look at an area, that's why I said small, sorry, I just, I wasn't, I mean, I didn't realize it was that big. Okay, so you have 400,000 people in the Tri-County area, but I'm just talking about Appleton, 70,000 people. When you say, I've got a city-reaching mindset, I've got a city-reaching plan, I want to reach my city, I'm a pastor at large, what does it mean to you to 
to be to be involved in city reaching? How what does it look like practically for the city of Appleton, Wisconsin? Yeah, it would be a coordinated effort of the Christian leaders, the pastors, the ministry leaders coming together, praying, building relationship, and taking the responsibility for the geography to say, um, we're going to take care of our zip code, and we're going to make sure that everyone in our zip code is being prayed for and loved and shared with. And so it's kind of a coordinated effort where um, all of the city leaders are taking responsibility together for their geography. Mm. So how is that going in Appleton? How are you doing doing some of that coordinating, uh, that collaboration within the body of Christ there? I mean, do you, do you have something like that going on? We've tried to bring the leaders together for this conversation. And um, like I said earlier, it's been very slow going. It's, uh, so many people are so busy with their own agenda, building their own little kingdom, they lose sight of the bigger kingdom. Um, and the responsibility for their city. So uh, we've made several runs and several attempts to bring it together, uh, but I can't say that we have a coordinated effort here yet. Okay, so I'm going to throw out an idea and an encouragement and a challenge to all of our listeners. Um, First of all, download the app Bless Every Home. So search for Bless Every Home and download it. I know our church, Jim, just last month had a Saturday where they said we are going to serve the community. So encouraging your church or your small group. Maybe you only have influence in your small group that you meet with once a week or once a month, but pick a zip code and say, you know what, we're going to be intentional in the zip code. I can guarantee that our church, as they were looking at the community and how they were going to serve the neighbors right behind us, that's a zip code. Pick a zip code and say, you know what, we're going to be way more intentional and if everybody does a little bit, it's like they adopt the little medians in the side of the road and keep it clean. You know, that's a, that is an intentionality. Let's do the same thing with loving those people in those zip code for Jesus. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I believe that it can catch. I believe that people can just do their part. So Kathy? download the app. Absolutely. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to encourage people. It, it, don't that there'll be times when you go and you try to love your neighbor and you'll get the door shut in their face or they'll wonder what you want for them or they're you know they're going to get political and you're like no I love you beyond politics I love you beyond you know our, uh, all these differences I I I just love you as my neighbor in the name of, of Jesus and and so um, be persistent just like John is um, it's. It's not a one and done. And there's all different ways to be a city reacher in, in, in trying to get pastors together to pray for one another, um, in getting uh, campus ministers, all these different things, all these different people together. Can we just pray for each other? Can we just walk our campuses? Can we just prayer walk our neighborhoods? Could we, you know, who who is interested in prison ministry? And it's really a matter of going out and meeting people and hearing what God's calling them to do in their life. Um, when John keeps saying people are busy, you know, we, they're already doing their own thing. Great. Let me, let me hear about your own thing. Let me hear about what your church has been called to so we know what area of our city that you are ministering to and we can find out what the gaps are and and maybe i can go find another church to fill that gap or that i'm going to participate with you 
John, give yeah. me, give me for out of Wisconsin. Give me another story of a, maybe a love 2020 story you've heard of somebody living that out in their workplace. Well, workplaces where most of us spend most of our time, and and I think that really is is key. Um, so you, I didn't prepare a, um, an example of this, but uh, man, okay. I, well, I think of I think I think of um, my friend. Uh, I can't even think of his name right now. Um, he's your friend. He, That's okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a friend of mine, and his name is Tim. Okay, so Tim. And uh, he has his own business, and um, he really, the way he lives his life as again, it's a lifestyle. It's not a program. It's not a, you know, a checklist that you check off. It's just living in that lifestyle of prayer, and that's like listening to the Lord. Like, Lord, who do you want me to uh, pray for? How do you want me to pray for them? And uh, so uh, Tim uh, just decided, hey, there's other people like myself who are in the entertainment right. and arts what if we had a little uh, uh, collaborative uh, meeting to get together with other artists? And, really quick, you got to finish up really quick. Five seconds. Yeah. So the idea was, let's get them together and pray together, and and uh, so they're they're bringing a diverse group of people together to pray and to build a relationship and to share the gospel together. John Kiefer, Kathy Branzell, thanks for highlighting Love Twenty Twenty, and I work for him today. Thank you guys. Thank you. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.